What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our show. And tonight we have some special things to tell you. If you didn't listen to last week's program, I really implore you to go look, listen to it. Got a lot of information in there that, that's dealing with the end times and what's going on, what's relevant in our world concerning you, your family, and everyone else. You can find us on DontLetThemBurn.com, on Facebook, join our Facebook page, and you can find us on other social media platforms as well. Now, if you want to support us, you could go on teespring.com or Patreon, and there are other ways. The links are all below. And of course, check out our channels, Spreaker, YouTube, and others. Uh, like I said, all the links are down below. And don't forget to also check out the trailer that we released the other day for the Alien Deception Entertainment Frontlines. That's the documentary that I'm working on that, Lord willing, we could release this year. And please, if you like it, share it and get the word out. And tonight is another update, end times update, dealing with Bible prophecy and some strange things that are going on in our world. And tonight again, we have our guest, Kevin Shrum. How you doing, Kevin? Doing good, Chris. Good to be with you here again. And uh, as you said, there's some really strange things going on that I just am finding it hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah, me too. Um, we have so many reports coming out, and I guess we'll jump into that in a second, about all the uh, strange things going on between the sun and the earth. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And as I mentioned, this this headline, I guess we'll go ahead and, and talk about it if you want to. Uh, this one in the Daily Mail, I said, when I read this, it was just like I got a slap in the face. And I shared this on, on social media. I, I don't even know if I got one single comment on it or not. But And I asked you, the, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, do people think the Daily Mail is, is a tabloid? Because, you know, it, it's... Really, it's science and technology section, really, you know, almost second to none as far as the information you can find. But the, here's the headline it says, Forget global warming, worry about the magnetosphere. Earth's magnetic field is collapsing, and it could affect the climate and wipe out power grids. And, and it goes through, it outlines the effects of our magnetosphere uh, collapsing. And that's what it says. Earth's magnetic field has weakened by 15% over the last 200 years. Could be a sign the planets north and south poles are about to flip. And we know uh, from the book of Isaiah 24, uh, it describes a pole, a pole a shift or a actual flip in the scriptures. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's that, also, uh, he talks about the uh, yeah, earth uh, reeling to and fro like a drunkard. Right. Yes. Actually, the... Uh, the world being turned upside down. And you have you have a comment there? 
Yes, I do. I mean, just just think about that. The earth running around like that and all the earthquakes mentioned in in the book of Revelation. It's not going to be this pleasant place that um, so many so much so many people think it's going to be. It's just a regular world and God's wrath is pouring out and nothing catastrophic is going on. That would be false teaching. Exactly. And how people believe they're going to endure to the end of this thing is is beyond me. But um I guess we can talk about that more later, but it says if this happens, solar winds would punch holes in the earth's ozone layer. So don't worry about your deodorant or your hairspray, uh, you know, making a hole in the ozone layer. These solar winds will do it for you. It said this could damage power grids. And we mentioned that in, in, in our discussion before the show that, you know, the DHS, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, they put out a warning talking about how our power grid is antiquated and that, you know, it could come either a, a under attack, you know, from a terrorist, you know, launching a nuclear weapon up in the atmosphere, because really that's all they have to do to, you know, cause a power grid shutdown, just lob a nuke up in the atmosphere and let it go off. And that's what would cause the electromagnetic pulse. But, you know, also the sun could cause it with a coronal mass ejection, but here it says this this weakening in the magnetosphere could cause it well as well. And then it says, um, and the DHS in that warning, you know, it mm-hmm. talked about that the um, the power power could be out for up to six months. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, that's an apocalypse. I mean, that's that's the Walking Dead scenario mm-hmm. there. You know, so you know, millions and millions of people dead. Yeah, and you, you mentioned uh, about the nuclear weapon and the uh, you know the, the the sun, but is there also equipment out there that's not doesn't have to do with nukes or anything else? They just they're just electromagnetic pulse weapons that have been developed. I did a little re- research on it last year. No nuke is needed. They could just let off this thing, and here we go. The grid is shut down. Total chaos. And I mean, I even think maybe uh, they could even hack into our into our electrical grid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, via the uh, the uh, as far as any uh, computer hackers and and turn it off that way. So, I mean, it is one of the greatest threats, and it is something you know, you know, I, I've always saw as you know, you know, forget any you know, uh, I guess whatever threat you could think of. To me, this is the one that is really, um, I guess you could say the most realistic as far as some kind of apocalyptic scenario happening yeah. in my um, yeah, yeah and you know the government has been trying to reinforce our grid to protect it more especially starting with government so it's a real threat and a lot of people talk about it you know i've, I've heard heard it for like good 10 years now so um it's nothing to to just push to the side and say it can't happen right now this this article goes on. It says could damage our power grids, affect weather, and that may be the reason we're starting to see these these strange weather anomalies. Well, and increase cancer rates. Yeah, that is true because um, I mean, there's so many man-made uh, things that we could point to. You know, seeding the weather, um, weather warfare, um, chemtrails, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, then we have HARP. Um, H-A-A-R-P. If, if you don't know what that is, you might as well just look it up because it's real. And a lot of countries um, have this weapon. But the treaty that they signed back in the 70s said that you can't 
use it on other countries, but they never said that you can't use it on your own. So that's just another reality to face. Go ahead. Exactly. And that last part about cancer rates, and I'm going to throw this in there. Um, I know of a county in, in Tennessee where, where I live, and I'm not going to mention county by name, but yeah. I've heard this several from several different sources. I've heard it from at least two medical professionals. It's also was a, a, a county official. I even put this out in social media that there is an inordinate amount of cancer rates for this little small county. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're actually wanting to try even get a study going on. And, you know, you know, you can speculate what it is, the water or what, you know, what it might be. But I believe all over we're really seeing an increase in cancer rates. And it could be due to this, this, this uh, weakening of our magnetosphere, you know, letting in, you know, different kind of radiation. And it goes on to talk about that later on down in this article. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, I yeah, read that. It's uh, very intriguing stuff. We're talking about the, the magnetosphere depletion, sunspots. We have um, the 5G network and lo and behold, I think I mentioned this before, but they have the 6G network coming right behind that which is a thousand times greater than the 5G network. And if you haven't heard of that or, or either, of, either of those, we mentioned it last week, but the 6G, you might want to look it up. You'll find some articles. Go ahead. That, well, that, I've not heard of that one, Chris. That's, that's in, I mean, I can't wrap my head around the, what the effects of the 5G is going to be, much less 6G, which you mentioned is a thousand times more. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so I guess that is up to uh, a million times more than 4G then if we have a thousand holding yeah. <laughs> it's crazy um th- this this world will be blanketed <laughs> with surveillance and the bible alludes to that you know like there's no way to hide you're gonna have people getting saved but they still can't hide they still get beheaded you know not, not every single one of them because obviously there's gonna be a lot of jews saved and they're gonna be and regular gentiles too that are gonna be ushered into the millennium kingdom but just think about a, a period before that where you, you get saved and you can't hide. You can't run from the drones and the surveillance and all this stuff. You just gonna have to get beheaded. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, for years and years, you know, people have wondered, you know, how could uh, an entity have so much power that, you know, he could declare that no one could buy or sell, say that he had the mark. But as you mentioned, it is quickly becoming reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're where to hide in this this matrix they're building. They're you know they're actually building the matrix around us, and uh, you know we're like the little the little gerbil in the wheel as they you know or I guess I've seen those little uh, the gerbil and hamster enclosures that has the little pipes going around it. You know they're mm-hmm. they're building the matrix around us as we sit and watch. Exactly. Yeah. And I know as I mentioned in drones, some people are probably like thinking about the Reaper. You know, and and the little ones that we toying with here, uh, the Reaper's dangerous, yeah. But there's 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 other drones out there like the the Argus, which has an uh, a, basically a plate on it with a million cell phone cameras that scans an area of a city in real time in HD. It could see wow. a pen on the floor. It it know it could tr- it has uh, tracking on it and everything. Look up Argus. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Look it up. 
And you will see what, what I'm talking about. And there are other ones. Uh, Britain has a autonomous drone, autonomous drone. Um, so does um, a couple other countries. So these things are already in, in fluctuation around the, the, the globe in the power struggle, the Cold War towards building super soldiers and also, you know, these killer robots. And the killer robots aren't just the ter Terminator kind. There will be fishes, sharks, boats, trucks, all sorts of animals, flies, bugs, you know, uh, everything Same you can think of. Because as I mentioned last week, it's, it's called the Internet of Things. Everything will be connected for any electronic from the 1980s will go online when the 5G network comes. They, are, they already have a chip in them for them to do that. And I, and I mentioned this before last week, and I heard that from the tech conference, not from a podcast. So believe me, it's going to happen. And so everything will be connected from your car, your, your refrigerator, toaster. Yeah, as funny as it sounds, your toaster, everything. Yeah. Okay. So this is all, I know we started off with the magnetosphere and when it's this, but it's all connected. Go ahead. Exactly. And then I just want to read this last part of this article here on this last point. And it says, as the magnetic field, as the magnetic shield weakens, the spectacle of an aurora would be visible every night all over the earth. And as I read that, Chris, it just took my mind back to all of the end of the world scenarios I've seen in the movies where the sky turns red. Yeah. And even comics, I've seen that as far as in uh, when DC put out the uh, the Crisis on the Infinite Earth series where right. they were killing all the multiverse off. And this, that's what they were mentioning. Mm -hmm. The skies red. Yeah. And it's that what we're seeing at the, here at the end. Are the skies going to actually turn red? Yeah, you got a good point, uh, especially with the comic book angle, because in Smallville, right before the, the in the last season, there was uh, some sort of planetoid, I believe, that was headed towards Earth, and um, they they turned the sky red. In that, um, from I can't remember how they did it, but it, it happened, and it also happened in an episode of Supergirl, I believe. And uh, it's it's this common another common theme, right? That you wonder right. where they get it from, but we have evidence that they're actually trying to change our atmosphere. And like the, like the um, article says, forget global warming, right? So right. we've been told that this threat of global warming has been the most dangerous thing to humanity's history going forward, right? First, we had um, the, you know, the, the global cooling. Then we had the threat of the ozone layer. Now we have global warming. And all these people, the, the proponents are all talking about this stuff, like the world is going to collapse if we don't stop using fossil fuels and all this stuff, right? And when you look into the background of some of these people, they're all earth worshipers. Gaia, they have to protect Gaia. And so go ahead. And, it, and it's all attributed to man-made global warming. But as you read this article, it just sort of, uh, you see that that whole argument is as far as the emperor had no clothes. You know, this is something that's happening uh, in nature itself. And man has nothing uh, nothing to do with it. 
Right. But I mean, he's a dad just like man in, in his pride that he thinks that, you know, he controls his environment, he controls the universe. You know, we're just like tiny little ants on this little, on this little dirt ball. We, we're not controlling anything. And I believe that's the one thing this article is bringing out. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's an article that came out the other day. Um, and I don't have it in front of me right now, unfortunately, but it said, I think 3,000 scientists say that global warming is a hoax. Yeah, I saw that a little bit. <laughs> so that's something for the the regular casual mind, the layman to think about. How, what have you been told through movies, science fiction TV shows, books, uh, classwork study for for the younger folks that global warming is this threat that humanity is facing? But yet here goes another threat that could be one of the um, major thing that God uses in the tribulation period to wake man up. Go ahead. Exactly. And then just talking about the seriousness of this, it says space agencies are now taking it seriously. In November, three spacecraft were launched as part of the swarm mission, and that was from the European Space Agency, uh, is said to uncover how the Earth's magnetic field is changing. So, you know, we may not be taking it too serious in this country that we know of as far as what our media is telling us. But we see the Europeans are as they they set up they set up a space mission to try to see uh, what changes are going on. Right, yeah, um, and we know that all these com- countries um, from China to Jer- to Russia, uh, obviously us and, and some others um, have have, they have their own studies going on. And I'm I'm just see this is like the third or report I see coming out from the news about this uh, magnetosphere issue. So if everyone, all you guys are taking it, um, you know, serious, then a lot of things that we think about our world regarding the makeup of the world, (laughs) um, we're we're worried about the wrong things. Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead. And, you know, behind that, you know, we've seen the articles coming about the the poles as far as the, the North Pole, the poles actually shifting. And I'm trying to get this article up, but it says, this also in the Daily Mail, it says, scientists warns Earth's magnetic North Pole has begun moving erratically at speeds so fast they're having to issue an emergency update to GPS models. But notice what it says, but government shutdown is delaying this process. So, and, you know, we've uh, I know we've always had issues with airports as far as, um, and I found it funny after this article came out that, Popper Mechanics and also Wired Magazine ran uh, basically the same article, you know, talking about how that airports are always having, you know, to repaint or change the names of the of the landing strips and things, you know, because they're having to change uh, due to this this pole, you know, the pole actually oh, yeah. moving. Yeah, which you know, it makes me wonder is is actually you know is uh, popular mechanics and wire are they actually just trying to debunk some of these things i've seen that happen before then, but, yeah uh it says magnetic pole is skeetering away from canada towards siberia research said is moving at an unusually high speed of about 50 kilometers per year uh say canada is essentially losing a magnetic tug of war with siberia there it is again that word magnetic mm-hmm. that's what we keep saying like yeah, you said, yeah. researchers around the world are scrambling to update global models uh, relied on by GPS navigation systems. 
And then you, you mentioned this too, you know, we've talked about the birds and things dying from 5G. And, you know, we have literally, you know, where we see where all these whales are beaching their cells and, you know, fish are dying and birds are falling right out of the sky. You know, could it be that this, this problem with our magnetic field is what's causing that? That's a good point because I was wondering for years, why are so many animals dying off? It can't just be Roundup. This is global. Right. Fish yes. is dying off in the sea. You name it. Bugs, birds, uh, large, large animals, including whales. I mean, what's going on? You know, it can't just be radiation from nuclear blasts, nuclear tests out there in the ocean. Something right. else is going on because this is on a massive, massive scale that people don't really pay attention to because obviously some of the media does report it. But for the most part, it's, it's overshadowed by other stuff like, you know, President Trump or something else, uh, you know, dealing with our <laughs> government, you know, stuff, election going on. Uh, then there's uh, protests over in Europe. All that stuff is is really overshadowing the um, I guess the lesser important subjects that are really important. Yes. You know, go ahead. Well, you mentioned it. I mean, there's you can find tons of articles online about animal mass animal dials in all parts of the world. Yeah. And I believe one of the common threads among them is, you know, they are animals that no doubt rely on the Earth's magnetic field for navigation. Mm -hmm. The yeah. birds and the whales. So, yeah, I believe we're starting to put some of these pieces together. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. Um, and, uh, of course, I always tell the listeners, Go and do your own research sometimes. I know sometimes, you know, some of the subjects are too heavy. Um, but at the same time, if I say something or we say something that sounds just too out there, just go ahead and check, take a look. It, it takes less than five minutes to find, find this stuff. And of course, you, you want to be careful where you go because there's some people that add on some speculative stuff that's just too, too wild. But you go and you find the stuff that's grounded in reality and you'll see what we're talking about. Go ahead. Exactly. I mean, I'm like, you You know, I used to, you know, just chase any article. I mean, you have to be very careful where you go. Uh, but because, as you said, they'll they'll add on all their doomsday scenarios right. upon it, upon, you know, mix it with error. But, you know, from what, what we've been sharing tonight, these are fully vetted articles, and there are things that are happening in a world. There's strange things that seem to have no explanation Mm -hmm. And but only to say that the Bible, what the Bible said is coming to pass Absolutely. and we are entering the most tumultuous time that has ever been on this earth. It's what Jesus Christ said. And then if those days weren't short and he said no flesh would be saved. Right. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's passage in the, in the Bible that tell us it's every see every generation since Jesus ascended. We're supposed to keep looking for his coming. So yes. the Bible also says that there's going to be scoffers in the last days. And, you know, they're going to say, oh, your, your, your father used to talk about this and your grandfather and all. And people are, are doing that right now. Maybe even some listener might be, oh, come on. You guys have been saying this for years. Well, the thing is that there's something called the birth, birth pangs and, as you know, childbirth. All the pain doesn't come at once. It's just little steps and then it gets more massive as the birth is about to happen. Right. So um, 
we see that earthquakes have gone up exponentially. Hurricanes, yes. tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, animal dying off. <laughs> All this stuff we're talking about, these are the signs of the end. And if you don't really realize how much this has um, risen in the past, let's just say 100 years, you really need to go look at some of the charts out there. The earthquakes? Exactly. I mean, come on. You remember when um, uh, like a 5.0 was a was a big thing? That's nothing now. They have you know? no, I mean, those are common every day. I mean, you might have up to 10 of those a day and sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And we see there's an alert out there for Yellowstone Park. If that goes off, trust me, <laughs> you don't want to be around in the States. And I'm near, I'm pretty near to that. Right, it's gonna well, at least be, near ground zero one after we lost Yeah, you probably do want to be closer to ground zero because at least you'll yeah. be gone in a flash. <laughs> right, that was realistically portrayed in the movie twenty twelve. By the way, as you know, you saw you know all the the ash, you know that was reaching into uh, Washington D.C. from from that blast when that went off. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty realistic, and the computer graphics were just so amazing. But just imagine what really happens if you're around. I mean, it could happen now, and it doesn't have to be part of the tribulation. Um, but if you witness something that massive happening, what is going to be your spiritual attitude about it? You know? Yes. And speaking of the earthquakes, you know, I live here in, in uh, Middle Tennessee, and, you know, there, we've been having small quakes around here. I, you know, we had one one night, it was about 3 a.m., just a small one, two or three. You know, I didn't even feel it, but, you know, I, I some people I work with, so they felt it. You know, we're starting to have little little earthquakes around here. And, you know, if the New Madrid, that fault line there goes down by the Mississippi, that thing goes off, that's going to cause, uh, you know, mass, uh, mass amounts of damage and casualties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I remember, you know, some reports were like, you know, if when the magnetic thing happens uh, the, and, and the way the climate will be so different in um, in the in the last days, you're going to see things happen in your area, depending on where you live, of course, that that has never happened in that area. Right. It might be a volcanic eruption, something like that. You know, um, it's say, let's say a volcanic eruption in Georgia. We don't hear about yes. stuff like that there. So <laughs> those things can happen um, because the earth is going to be manifesting, in a sense, the judgment of God. And then, you know, Revelation describes that, I believe, with that final earthquake. It talks about, you know, every island and mountain being moved out of its place. Yeah. So once again, we're going to have geographic upheaval, you know, on a scale that's never been seen. Uh, and once again, the people just think they would survive this time on the earth, you know, by having, you know, buying a bucket of food from the TV preacher. You know, that just yeah. seemed, that yeah. just, that just blows me away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, so so we think we're talking about the spiritual state of people and what's coming towards the earth. Right. And so what for the listener, what's your attitude about this? Is it um, I don't care. Um, the world is going to stay the same. Or are you looking for Christ to return? That's what we all should be looking for. So that's if you're a Christian, your attitude should be that some Christians attitude is not that. But um, that's what our attitude should be. 
And so if we're looking for Jesus and we have uh, our non-believers and, and, and some believers that are looking for the Antichrist, right? What are the people who are trying to set up this one world government looking for? They're looking for the Antichrist as well, but they think he's the good guy, just like the Jews think that the Antichrist is going to be the Messiah, right? Yeah. They might not believe what I just said in the way I said it, but they believe that the, the one that's going to be Messiah is going to sit in that temple that they're going to build right now, right? So when yes. he goes there, he declares himself in God, as God, then they wake up. So the reason I'm bringing up the mindset, the attitude towards these times that we're looking, living in is because of some of the elite's mindset and what they plan on doing with the earth, right? A while back, yes. I heard about um, they, they're doing all these chemtrail experiments to turn our planet back into the atmosphere of how the days of Noah was, right? And right. now... Now I, I hardly I, I don't I don't probably talked about chemtrails maybe once on the show, <laughs> and it wasn't even long very briefly, because I know that a lot of people just don't believe this. However, now it's official that it's not just a conspiracy theory, and the um, Council on Foreign Relations the guy stood up on the podium I can't remember his name, and he basically gave the rundown of what's really happening. And it's all true. So if you look up in the sky and you see these, okay, there's two, there's two different things. There's chemtrails and there's contrail. A contrail is a condense, condescension trail where, you know, a plane takes off and hot and cold air mix and you, you get a trail, right? This is not, yeah. chemtrails are not those. They stay around long and they are full of all sorts of particulates that, will affect the atmosphere and us that are living on the ground because when we change it's called geoengineering okay change yeah i was going to say i mentioned that Chris. i didn't mean to interrupt you but it's all semantics if you say chemtrails you're a conspiracy nut but if you talk geo you, you call it geoengineering then uh you're uh you've got a scientific mind there so go ahead. right yeah and it's all yeah like you said it's all sorts of different names for it but this is real and you know, sometimes in, in certain places you don't see it, and in other places, like the other day, I saw four jets spraying this stuff over, <laughs> over Vegas, right? And 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 I saw online somebody else put it up. Um, no one related to me, um, in any way, and I was like, okay, that's what I saw today, right? And, you know, it, I know it's hard for people to believe this stuff, but just remember, these people have all sorts of things going on that was exposed um, through one show called Conspiracy Theory, but it got canceled because too much truth was coming out. And it was on a regular, um, it was by Jesse Ventura, which is somebody I don't even agree with in, in any shape or form, but he was releasing all this information and doing his own research and they have seed vaults. They're, they're, yeah. they're collecting the seeds, putting them in these giant massive vaults because they know that the 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 what the, the, what we call the apocalypse is coming and not it's not just about the disaster it's about Jesus Christ they don't want to face that they want to become gods so as we get wiped out or whoever is left in the tribulation um, they want to say okay it's all preserved now we can go into our bunkers and and you know grow our plants or whatever and when all of that's finished we'll come out and live again 
Now we, you know, we saw those bunkers were trading in the movie Deep, Deep Impact, where they they went into Missouri and, and cut those bunkers out. And you know, I've heard the actual testimony, you know, from a truck driver that I, I knew personally, and he has said that he took supplies into an underground bunker. And you know, I've heard that, and you probably heard the same thing, but. You know, it, it's fascinating to me. You, you compare that with Revelation chapter 6, where it talks about the men going into the caves and rocks, you know, and calling on the rocks to fall on and hide them from the face and the wrath of the Lamb. Right. So it's right there in the scripture that men are going to go in and to, into the ground mm-hmm. to even try to hide from what's coming in the earth. Right. So. Yeah, it's right there in front of. And you talk about those clouds. You know, I see X's in the sky all the time. Yeah. I see grids they 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 make. Yeah. yeah, that's not natural. That's not anything. And you know, if you think back, the skies when we grew up are not the same skies we have now. Yeah. I mean, I can probably count on my hands the number in the last couple of months, the number of just clear days that weren't didn't have some kind of cloud cover, some kind of overcast. I remember growing up in the summertime, you go out and the skies are just blue, not a cloud in the sky. You rarely ever see that anymore. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and see, the, the, the changes have been going on for so long, but it's very subtle, very subtle. Now, we don't have proof that the sky is going to be red um, or green or whatever it'll be. Um, we just know what scripture says about certain things. Um, and these these elites have their plans and they're, they're carrying them out. And also think about this right here as we go into uh, this next article. It says in 2019, scientists funded by Bill Gates to spray particles in the sky in first experiment to dim the sun. So here's a direct article that correlates with what we're saying right right and it's this is not just this is on um free um thought project but it's on other websites regular news channels as well they are putting millions if not billions of dollars into this stuff go ahead exactly well i mean and you can look at it one of several ways you know i believe this, there's something going on with the sun in my opinion, I mean, to me, the sun is a little more brighter than when I was younger. I mean, on my way to work, if I don't pass a certain point, I go up and down over some mountains on my way in, into work every day. I drive about 45 miles away. But as the the sun, if I don't get there at a certain point, uh, say there around mm, 6, uh, well, around 7.30 maybe, uh, some, I guess, you know, right, right now, but the sun will almost blind you. You can't even see it. And I, and I can't think of a time uh, in my, you know, my younger days where, you know, the sun would blind you at seven or seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. But, but it happens to me, you know, regularly if I don't get past, you know, that certain point on the horizon there at that mountaintop. So I, you know, you could say that, Hey, there is something going on with the sun right. and maybe that's what, part of the spring is trying to lessen the effects. But if you look at it, they may be causing more problems, even if if they do have a legitimate reason for doing this. So right. a lot of these particles, some of these sprays are said to be comprised of aluminum and barium. Mm-hmm. And you know that aluminum has been, you know, been has been linked with Alzheimer's disease and, and dementia. Right. Right. And you think 
people that are getting it these days, I mean, that's another thing, like the cancer rates. Those, those rates of Alzheimer's and dementia are skyrocketing. Yeah, so you're absolutely right on all of that. And here, here's another article to link what we're talking about. It's called MIT Technology Review, right? This is MIT. Harvard scientists moving ahead on plans for atmospheric geoengineering experiments. The climate researchers intend to launch an, a high-altitude balloon that would spray a small quantity here, right, of reflective particles into the atmosphere. And this article is old. This is March 24th, 2017, right? And so yep. they've already moved on this um, this project as far as this article is saying, right? And it says um, sometime next year, which would, would have been 2018, Harvard professor David Keith, um, they hope to launch the balloons tethered to, our, to a gondola equipped with propellers and sensors from a site in Tuscan, Arizona. After initial engineering tests, the Stratocruiser will spray fine mist of materials such as sulfur dioxide, alumina, and calcium carbonate into the strat uh, stratosphere. The sensors would then measure the reflectivity of the particles, the degree to which they disperse or coalescent, and the way they interact with our compounds in the atmosphere. So, wow. and here's the thing, here's one thing biblical, right? It says in the last day, the sun will scorch men. Exactly. <laughs> so all of this is for nothing. Originally, uh, the magnetosphere reading, you know, could affect the sun, cause it, you know, to to actually burn brighter. But another thing, you know, once again, say they got the most benevolent reason for doing these things. Yeah. Even that, a more another unintended consequence. If right. they are blocking the sun, think of that. You know, that's our source of vitamin D, especially here in the wintertime. You see everybody getting sick now mm -hmm. uh, because you know. I mean, I even said that the other day to someone. I said, man, what's that yellow that yellow thing in the sky? I've not seen it in about a week. Yeah. <laughs> the weather, the clouds, and, and the rain that we've been experiencing here with the rallies. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just running down the line here because this here's an old article from uh, 2010, right? And it says, uh, this is from Discover. It says Bill Gates funds seawater cloud seeding, the most benign form of geoengineering. Bill Gates is getting serious about geoengineering. Back in January, after the failure of governments at the Copenhagen Climate Change Summit to do anything serious, the billionaire former head of Microsoft announced he's um, he's give, given nearly five million of his fortune to fund research into geoengineering projects. Recently, he announced his first concrete foray into a, a field, giving 300000 to a project that would spray seawater into the sky, seeding clouds that would hopefully block some of the sun's UV rays. Old news. Once again, they blocked the sun for some reason, Chris. Right. And it's not because we drive SUVs and you turn us really well. There's something going on in our universe. There's something going on in our atmosphere yeah. uh, that we don't going on right and, you know another aspect to look at is how these elites are so obsessed with depopulation exactly and they feed us the, the idea of depopulation many different ways uh, one of the biggest ways is through abortion um so 
you know, they have the term pro-life or, you know, um, pro-choice, right? And if you're pro-life, you're, you, you want the baby to survive. If you're pro-choice, you have the choice to kill, to murder the baby. And that's another big topic right there. And it's, it's, it's a continuing argument. And there, we have some wins and some defeats. But that's one of the major ways. And that's been around for decades since uh, Margaret Sanger and other people. Not that abortion wasn't around before that, but that this is when it escalated. Um, then also, we, we, we're fed it in the, the, um, the, the, the movies, the sci-fi and all this stuff about, you know, again, saving the earth, Gaia, climate change. And uh, like in Avengers, there's a big thing about Avengers um, um, Infinity War, a big thing about um, depopulating half the universe. But it's an allegory to what right. the elites want done here. In our world, I mean that exactly. I mean that's the whole character of Thanos. I mean he is he is wanting to you know kill billions of people for the greater good, and you know it just portrays him as having you know to struggle with that. And but the fact, and you know once again, you know there's you know the blasphemous aspect of that movie, where the fact that you know he would sacrifice his daughter. Uh, to uh, actually get the soul stone there uh, to complete his, you know, complete the infinity stones. You know, once again, that just, once again, so much blasphemy there that, you know, instead of God giving his son uh, to save the world, he was giving his daughter uh, to actually destroy the world. Exactly. Yes. Uh, And it was like the perfect sacrifice. Oh, come on. Right. Um, Right. So, so we, so the elites have these plans and we can keep going down that, that rabbit hole right there. Um, but I want to, I want to transition into some other stuff. And here goes this guy's name again. <laughs> and this, this is a more recent article from, uh, April 25th, 2018 on CNBC, make it right. And it's, it says yeah. Bill Gates back startup earth now will provide real time video of almost anywhere on the planet. Let that wow. soak in. <laughs> um, it's basically a satellite grid or something that would have um, total surveillance capability. And, that, and, and, and remember now, people, this is HD, not, not just regular 480p or something like that, HD footage. I don't have all, all of the articles relating to this up in front of me, but I remember it was HD, just like Argos is HD. Why? Because uh, the higher the definition, the more you're able to see as you zoom in, right? So right. If, it, if it's 8K, 8K, which they have a ton of 8K TVs and cameras out now, but it's, not, it's just not popular yet. When you see footage from the 8K cameras um, from far away, like looking at some building far away, you can zoom in and see the person in the window clearly, right? Right. So imagine if your surveillance system is this sophisticated, it will get crazy. You know, oh, they didn't see me. I, I, I turned the corner. I had a hat on. Oh, they can get your facial recognition. Don't worry about that. They have that. Google has it. Facebook has it. All these people have it. Um, you walk into Walmart right now and look up into one of these aisles, especially the makeup aisle and stuff like that, you'll see this thing looking at you recording yes. you. So <laughs> don't be so surprised about it. Um, so anything you want to say about this earth now? You know, we talked about this before as far as last week we were discussing the, the Christian persecution in China, but China seems to be the test tube. 
that seems to be the place where they're rolling out the experiments using this technology. Of course, they've got the social media, you know, credit system going on that was uh, portrayed in the Netflix series, you know, Black Mirror. Uh, they've got that going. But they also, as far as using, uh, as persecuting the church, they're, they're using it. Once again, he says the artificial intelligence with the facial recognition cameras. And they, they're actually shutting down churches that will not let them install these cameras so that they can see who's in the audience. Right. Exactly. So I mean, if, if, if anybody wants to say we're just, you know, we're, we're, our imagination we're, we're spewing conspiracy theory tonight, just go look at what's going on in China. Exactly. That's where everything these things, are, I guess you could say, this is where the technology is putting on its work clothes and yeah. going to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, being used to population. Yeah. If the audience, have, if you haven't heard of uh, China's surveillance system and how sophisticated it is. Okay, let, let me back up a little bit. Okay, we have artificial intelligence and we have what they call quantum computers. Quantum computers um, and artificial intelligence, let's just say this, on a regular computer, it's, it's, it's basically computing like this, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, and for whatever infinite dream, right? With a right. quantum computer and with AI, it'll be zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, all at the same time. Not, yeah, for sequen not sequential, all at the same time. So let's say um, there's a, a, a room full of say a million books, even a billion books. And you need to find this information. Do you type it in and in one second it comes up? That's how fast it is. Okay. Now with China's surveillance system, it can scan the whole population in one second. Right. One second. Now let that let that sink in because this has to do with facial rec recognition and everything. And and you know people are saying, oh, this is like 1984, which is a book by George Orwell. And um, you you might want to go read that book. I didn't get to read it in in, in school because my school was terrible. But <laughs> um, you want to you want to check out some of the old because none of this is new. People, this stuff has been all in the comic books, the sci-fi novels from decades ago okay but now it's reality not because someone predicted something but again like we said last week some of these people have been guided by their spirits you know and they've some of them have been given the, the technology uh, and how to um develop this stuff so anyway anything you want to say before i i, I speak about this a little bit more yeah going on i guess just the uh, the connection between quantum computing and you know in theory, now I'm a computer programmer. In theory, it is possible that I could sit down with a piece of paper and write out a problem that a conventional computer, uh, a classic, what they call a classic computer, uh, could not solve in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. That is entirely possible. But with quantum computing, it isn't. So okay. it's almost like when we put the quantum computing with the artificial intelligence it's going to take all the bricks on because that really classic computing is the only holdup for AI now and that, you know, it just can't handle the power. But once they ever uh, put these two together and they probably already have uh, that, then it, there will be no limits uh, right. to the power of artificial intelligence. Right. It says here that um, 
Xinhao, they say he reports that by leveraging motion, motion facial recognition and big data technology, the system can accurately and instantly identify people's faces from different angles and under poor lighting conditions, even if people are in constant motion as when riding an escalator or driving a car, right? It says the system is fast enough to scan China's population in just one second, and it only needs two seconds to scan each and everyone on the planet with an accuracy rate of up to 99.8%, its lead developer, Yuan Piang, claimed, right? So let's just say this is what he claimed, but even if it's 80% accurate, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It matters that it exists, okay. you know? So <laughs> we'll, we'll just oh, wait, wait. Let me let me let me read this part here. It says in the past year, more than two thousand fugitives have been apprehended with the help of Skynet. Sorry, we forgot to mention that it is called Skynet. And um, in one of <laughs> in one province that um, participated in the system's pilot launch through Xinhao uh, didn't specify the name of, uh, of the province. Now, here, here's the thing. Skynet was the computer system that was in the AI computer system that was in the Terminator movies. And that's the one that became self-aware and it launched a, a global nuclear holocaust um, that wiped out most of humanity. And then the, the AI sent the Terminator, which was Arnold Schwarzenegger's character back, there was another human sent through another means, and he's the one that was supposed to rescue Sarah Connor. And, you know, a whole bunch of developments happened after that. And in, in the second one, they reprogrammed the Terminator to basically do Sarah Connor's and her son's bidding, which the son will be, it will end up becoming a leader in the future. That's why the AI sent the, the, the Terminator back, right? So Skynet exists and i believe there's two of them if i'm mistaken by that somebody fact check me but it exists go ahead yeah, and we talked about this the other day as well you know i went back and i watched the, the second movie recently and what floored me not only the skynet but the fact uh, as they were discussing the artificial intelligence there in that in one scene they made reference to calling it a neural network and a neural network that is sort of the the emulation of our brain and that's what they do with artificial intelligence they emulate our brain uh uh and it's you know all the neurons they call it a neural network and that's what they called it in that movie in the early 1990s and that's what we call it today uh when we're working with artificial intelligence and neural network that, that 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 floored me as long as as well as the Skynet. That's right. what they're coming. Right, uh, and, and I must keep emphasizing that a lot of these directors, what they do is go and do research in the tech field. They get to know what the what the the, the projected things for the future are, and they write this into their scripts. These 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 producers, directors, they don't have the hidden knowledge. They do research. And so that's why we'll see some of the things that we see coming up now in those past movies. They, they did all this research to say, hey, this will make a great story and it will be, um, it'll sound grounded in reality. And the, the fact that it, it is minus the time travel. Right, exactly. 
Yeah. So uh, this is very intriguing information. And I hope um, the audience is is um, being very understanding of, of what this means for the reality of mankind, because it, there's a lot of stuff that we're just not talking about yet. And, and as we go on in this year, um, Lord willing, we'll, we'll find out more. Um, so. So that's China's surveillance system and the facial recognition. And realize that facial recognition, it's a huge issue. And Google is involved. Um, they're, 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 I saw an article the other day that they're not really going to sell the data, but the, our facial recognition is going to still um, grow at, a, at an exponential rate, right? So it's going to be everywhere, just like in Minority Report. Now, um, Google has something called um, Wing, and this is going along with Amazon's fleet of drones. And this is a fleet of drones from Google. Um, and it says that, that wings is transforming the way goods are transported. So what you're going to see is a ton of drones in the skies, uh, sort of like if you can imagine it, what it was in um, Star Wars uh, on, the, on the city where um, all the Jedi stayed. I can't remember the name of the city right now, but um, and, and on, in that actually it's a planet. It's a city like planet. And all over the place, there's cars and everything in the air. Just imagine that's what it'll kind of be like with all these drones everywhere. This is their plans on how to uh, network. The infrastructure will be networked in a way where, um, like I said before, everything is connected. So you'll get food deliveries, um, whatever packages from whatever company, you know. And the, the, this is not the only, this is, I mentioned two companies. It's more than two. But well, these are big yeah. companies that I'm mentioning right now. Go ahead. Exactly. I mean that, and then you know the the video that uh, my brother Billy put out with all the drone technology in the military. Yeah. You know they are working on the interfaces with the drones, uh, where you know the the soldiers can actually communicate with the the, the drones. You know they're almost a form of telepathy. You know there's right. there's and connection in with the drone itself. Right. And um, just to touch on that point for a minute uh, there, we, we spoke to uh, me and Pastor Billy, we spoke to people that um, we're familiar with that were in the military. And they said back in the 70s, 60s, I believe um, in that era, they had a plane that was already driven by a pilot that was controlling it with his brain. So wow. again, this is not new stuff. Um, right now, you can look it up on YouTube, anywhere. They have brain control drones, brain control TVs, and other things. So don't think that it's so far-fetched. Don't. It's really happening. Um, and it's not like all nefarious. But what, you, what you're going to see is you're going to see more talks about neural links, neural links, neural links, because there's a concept out there that they want to build called the global brain. I mentioned right. this, this to a couple of people, but they think I was talking about something sci-fi. No, they want to have a global brain where we're all connected through our minds. Uh, another name for it is called a hive mind, right? Mm -hmm. And if you think of bees, that's why they call it the hive mind. The, the bees, they operate together from the instructions of the queen. So uh, when when we have this in, in the human form, God didn't build us to to communicate like this. He communicates with us like this. And some of the, when you let, uh, imagine now, a demon or fallen angel, they don't have the authority to do this to you unless you let it happen. You, 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 you invite them in. 
So now imagine we're in a world where we say we want to put on these brain control, this, that, and the other. And, you know, we, we, we can read our thoughts, each other's thoughts. We can um, um, meld our minds together. There's this a report came out the other day where they, they said they basically breached the technology to where they can basically make three minds communicate. This was in Pacific Rim. Yes. Right. So again, the director just did some studies and <laughs> here we are, right? Before I keep ranting, go, go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you know, uh, I spread the new light on Revelation chapter 17, which talks about the 10 kings over there that are going to rule under the Antichrist. And, you know, it always, there was a, a phrase there used, and, you know, I often overlooked it or just thought that, you know, what it was saying is they had a, a common agenda. Mm-hmm. But as it looked more into this, this hive mind concept, it says those 10 Kings, it says they have one mind. Mm-hmm. And, and God, uh, you know, yeah. I, yeah. And I, I do not, I do not even believe these were fully human, you know, cause I believe those are the 10 toes and Daniel talks about, uh, that they're, um, uh, clay and, uh, that are, is mixed with the iron. There's some kind of, you know, there's some kind of mixture, whether it be uh, demonic and human, or even maybe even human and, and machine. There, there's some kind of mixture with these kings. They're not fully human, but it does say they have that that mind, and they'll give their power and strength into the beast. Right, right. And I, I, I've talked to to theologians about that concept that you just talked about there, because I was going full on metal and flesh, and they said, no, 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 keep it to nephilim, keep it to nephilim. Yes. And I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, th- there we have two concepts that we just threw out at you. Iron mixed with miry clay. And their 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 flesh won't mix with our flesh, the flesh of man. Um, so something's wrong there. And who are they? We have to ask that question. Because they're seen right. to mingle with ours, right? So um yeah. it goes back to Genesis six. And I know we just pulled a wild card on, on you, but you need to go read Genesis six in the right context and see what it means. It's not uh, a, the Sethite thing going on there. This is actual fallen angels came to sleep with the women. They took them as wives and bore children with them and they, they bore the giants. And when it's the giants are there before the flood and after the flood. So um, when you see Joshua and, and all of them before, or, you know, when they, when they had to, when God sent them on missions, they had to take out a lot of tribes of giants. And you see exactly. they, David went up against giants, and there, I think there are at least 13 tribes, something like that. And yeah, all kinds of, of those tribes. And I mean, I think one of the most overlooked passages of scripture when it talks about even before they get into the promised land, they're battling Og. That was one of the right. giants around. Talked about his yeah. bed being like 13. Uh, I think it's 13 feet long. His bed is. Mm-hmm. It may be longer than that. And I'm just, right. I'm just, just off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. this man was a giant. This, this man Og, and it's like people want to just, you know, pretend that's not in the scriptures and say that, you know, that couldn't happen with the angelic and and the human coming together. But that's all in mythology. I mean, I believe that's what mythology is. A lot of it. It's you know, it's the fact that you know people and in, in these different cultures were recording what happened during that time. Uh, you know, you have half human, half animals during those times, and right. uh, in the in those writings. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to go back to one thing you said though. 
who says that those have to be separate concepts about the machine and and man or even angelic and man mm-hmm. it could be the demons are using the machines to put their spirit into these people and, and we're doing some study along those lines we're hoping maybe have a workout soon on that but that you know that's my concept in you know in in that study that maybe it is the demonic that's driving all this to ma- to meld human with machine right. so that they can control of the human you know i don't necessarily think that has those have to be two different concepts there. Mm. Well, i mean i'll get i get the understanding of that or or the thinking i should say um because um looking into ufos like i've been doing and looking into the the, the concept of ai and what these people want to do with it and going back in, into antiquity with the automatons and the voodoo and um the, the golem it's all the same concept just different cultures and yeah because just imagine you've you've merged yourself with some sort of machine and you you're on this neural link and a demon could actually come in because it's an, an electrical signal it's not too far off right no. we, we've seen this stuff in, in movies anyway so <laughs> what can i say i mean they're they're, they're just using that to prepare their host yeah I mean, technology yeah, indeed, indeed. Which, wasn't, which, which, I mean, as far as we know, this technology wasn't around the floor. We know, we know those weren't those weren't cavemen in that time as well. I mean, they could have, they could have been. They were probably more techno, more technologically advanced than we think they were. But I think they just were. Say, yes, I think they were highly advanced, um, and we just have polish on ours, <laughs> you know, because there's too many discoveries that, uh, you know, not just assume, but show that they had technology. Um, and, you know, you break down the word technology again, it goes back to a lot of strange things. So um, I, I, I can't I can't argue with too much, but because the antediluvian world is is it's a it's just it's a place where I mean God could have just caused a worldwide earthquake and just wiped out a lot of people that way, right? He flooded right. it all. He had to get yep. rid of it all. And some of these cities are underground. Um, some of them are underwater, and some we'll never see again. I go through the legend of Atlantis. We see how technologically advanced we saw in the Aquaman movies, and that that even goes back to the fact you know you do some study. Poseidon was said to have you know ten sons that were kings. Right. So there's that ten kings concept coming in there again. Right. Right. And I want to I want to put something in everyone's ear right now. If you go back and watch the movie Man of Steel, right, when Clark is being bullied. Um, near a, a place, a mechanic shop where his father was, they they pushed him to the ground, and there was a book in his hand. The book is Plato's Republic. The it's 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 showing you something because Plato's Republic talked about Atlantis and the God Kings, right? Yep. And exactly. Eventually, um, Clark, when he becomes Superman, will will surround himself with heroes that will be like the God Kings called the Justice League. Right. So there's a, there's a they know what they're talking about in these movies. They, he didn't have that book in his hand just for happenstance. It was placed there so you could actually take a good look at what he was reading. You go read Plato's Republic and you tell me 
what's going on in there. Plato was dead serious about Atlantis. It wasn't like it was some flight of fantasy. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, they, a lot of the mythology we just, you know, you know, regular, uh, you know, we just dismiss it to be, you know, just pure fantasy. You know, there, there was a factual basis for a lot of that. And I believe a lot of that came from that animal world. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, we just can't, we, we, you know, we're not taught history in school as far as, you know, back in those times, you know, what happened. You know, we think that we're the smartest or the strongest generation that's most athletic. When in reality, we're probably the most softest and the more probably the dumbest generations, you know, that's ever been as far as compared. I mean, going back to what you said, they were probably highly advanced and probably a lot more intelligent uh, than we will than we be. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I totally believe that. And um, I think that people um, in, in your spare time, just uh, looking at some of this stuff and you might be surprised what you find. But ultimately, no matter what books you're looking into or you know, topics, just make sure to always be in the word of God, because that's the, the main right. book. That is the book of life, <laughs> you know, and um, there's no other way to figure all this out but through Jesus Christ. I mean, we can have outside yeah. books we look at through math and all this other stuff. But the book of life is what we've been given to to basically navigate through this world. And it says that it's for the world to come as well. So right. that's very uh, you know, it shocked me when I read that. It's like, for the world to come, we're going to need this in the world to come, you know? So, um, you know, this, we're coming to the close of this show, and we just want to remind everyone that, you know, if you're saved, please reach the loss, use some of this information to witness to them and to get the word out about the only true Savior that ever came to the planet and actually died for your sins, Jesus Christ. He went to the cross, he was born from a virgin, he died and resurrected in three days. The resurrection is the most pivotal point of the Christian faith. If the resurrection didn't happen, we have no faith. So um, we just wanna you know, encourage you to spread the gospel. And we wanna encourage any um, skeptic out there that's listening and you've been hurt by the church or you just had never heard the gospel, you've just heard it. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've done or what you've been through, you can be saved no matter what. doesn't matter if you killed somebody, if you were a pedophile, if you're homosexual, it doesn't matter. You can be saved. Go ahead, um, Sean, whatever you want to say last. Uh, you know, one of the verses I think oftentimes misused in the, in the evangelical sense is uh, over in the book of Revelation chapter 3, where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And to me, though, that's a perfect, um, I guess, picture of where the church stands today. I believe Jesus Christ is on the outside looking in on a lot of the churches today. And I believe the one thing, and, I, and there's so many people getting hurt in churches today. There's so much, you know, there, I don't even want to get into all that. But um, the fact that I believe the most important thing we can do in this day and time is to keep our relationship with the Lord, you know, as a priority. Just our one-on-one -on -one relationship. And I, I know we need to have a church soon, and I, I know that. 
But I've seen times in my life where I put my Christian service before my relationship with the Lord. And I believe that's a lot of what he's talking about there. He said, Behold, I stand in the thought, the door will knock. If any man open the door, I will come to him, so we do, and he with me. That's addressing, I mean, if you look at this eloquently, that's addressing uh, a Christian person. It's not address, he's not addressing loss though, even though, you know, I won't fall out with you if you try to use that, you know, to evangelize loss. But in reality, he's speaking to the church in that we need to do. We need to keep our relationship with Jesus Christ as priority. As we see all these things going on in the world today, you know, we can read every news article there is and stay up all night, every night worrying about it. Amen. But, you know, in reality, we we got to put our relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost because that's the only thing that's going to get us through when the day's coming. Because, you know, I don't know how long, you know, before I do believe in the free tribulation and free church, but that doesn't mean things ain't going to get bad in this country, that we can't have disasters. That, you know, this whole thing could go, you know, could go off the rails at any time. And that's why we need to have a relationship with the Lord, uh, you know, as, as strong. Right. I, I, I agree with that concept because what if Jesus decides to come back when it gets too rough, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and we got to always put things in perspective. The Great Tribulation, again, is not about man's wrath. It's not about Satan's wrath. It's not about uh, the, the wrath of the Antichrist. It's about the wrath of the Lamb. Okay? Yeah. He will be pouring out his wrath. So even if things get bad, before the rapture of the church, we still look up to the only savior that there is in this universe. And that's the creator of the universe. It was created for him and by him. So look to that. That's where our hope lies. All right, so until next week, just remember, spread the gospel, reach the lost, and don't let them burn. I want you to think of a time when you had control over your mind. Now think of a time when you let anything into your subconscious. Have we been led to a critical junction by unseen forces? What does this mean for the future of mankind? What have you been trained to believe about UFOs and aliens? Have you been deceived? Are you waiting for something to show up? In this groundbreaking documentary film, the veil will be lifted, your eyes will be open, as the truth is exposed like never before. We are not alone, but they are not what you think. Disclosure is near, so what will be the event? The one event that will fool a global population in the last days? Find out soon as we uncover the alien deception. Entertainment Frontlines. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.